Hello, hello. Happy Thursday, happy Thursday. Can everybody hear me loud and clear? I see Ming there just hanging out in the chat room like a little, like a little, little twitcheroonies. I see you there, Mr. Chen. Nice to see everybody. Very happy Thursday. Hi, Jesper, Tripwire, Kashek, Scorpwana, Deep. Nice to see you. We have the absolutely sensational Ming Chen with us today. He's hanging out in that chat room. He is king of podcasts. He starred on Comic Book Men for over seven years. Uh, if you have any question about comics in the entire galaxy slash cosmos slash universe, this is the man to ask. So get all those questions fired up. He's a very, very dear friend as well. Let's bring him into the room. Yay! Can I get a fro? Yeah, we love Ming Chen. Woo! Yeah! Yeah! Keep it coming, keep it coming. Hi, Ming. Yay! Hello, hello. Where are you? Where are you? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Now you can hear me. <laughs> I'll be the whole interview. So anyway, what's going on? How are you, my friend? I'm amazing. I'm amazing. It's so good to see you. I'm trying to think, when did we last hang out? It feels like it was a million years now. Um, I want to say maybe San Diego Comic-Con last year, 2019, uh, possibly after that, I, I, I think one of the, one of the worst, worst things about this year, um, is I didn't get to see you, but it's one of the best things about just traveling is I get, I see you like four or five times a year <laughs> and it's, it's, it's truly amazing. And, um, if, if I'm at a convention or an event that you're at, I know I'm at the right place. I mean, that's all there is to it. So, so hello everybody. This is a complete honor being on here with you. I'm so I'm so happy. Uh, I'm so happy that you asked me to be on here with you. This is so cool. Babe, Hello, everybody. You were inspiration. The chat room's going wild. Um, I gave Ming a, a little. Well, I, I I let him in that you guys had literally begged me to ask him to be here. So he was like, "Oh, well, that's very nice. Thank you very much." So you're 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 very very you're very very welcoming. Everyone's extremely excited to see you. As am I. Uh, I feel like, yeah, I feel like we've been, I was trying to actually figure out when the first convention was that we did together. And it's just like a oh. meld of all these different convention moments. I'm like, what year was that? What country was that? What, when was that? Oh, oh I remember very clearly because, uh, you know, you're a very hard woman to forget. And uh, uh -oh. it's easy to remember the first time <laughs> that we met. Uh, we were in uh, Long Island, New York. At a, um, we were doing a convention that was taking place inside of an aviation museum. Uh, so it wasn't a traditional convention center. It was a museum full of airplanes and stuff. So, you know, I remember coming in and I was like, hey, where's my table? They're like, oh, you're under the B-52 stealth bomber. I'm like, oh, okay, that sounds cool. So I remember sitting at my table and I was right next to you. And, uh, and it was like, great. Uh, the convention, yeah, I, it was, um, shoot, the name escapes me because my, my brain is fried, but it, um, eternal would that be it was eternal con eternal? it was definitely eternal con there you go yeah, sh shout out to frank pats who uh, runs eternal con he's amazing and um oh uh 
uh, we just recently, because they also do winter cons, so we did a huge Farscape uh, 20th anniversary celebration yeah. last year, and it was epic. It was so cool. I, I love those guys. <laughs> I, lo I, love, I love that people love you. Oh, I love you too, but I love that. I love that how, how loyal and excited your fans get around well, I, you. It's, it's really amazing. I think we're like brother sister like that because we both. I, I still think we both <laughs> fanboy fangirl out over the whole experience of meeting the fans and going on cool journeys. Like, I I've been looking into you uh, quite a lot over the last couple of weeks actually because I was like, whoa, oh, Ming. I mean, I know you so well as a friend, but I'm like, I've got to research where where you've come from, what you've done, where what made you be right here with me right now. So. I yeah, was, see um, that that scares me. That makes me think you're gonna like, dig up something and like, uh, yeah, I'm like, well, he's not the he's not the lovable knucklehead that I see at conventions. Like, no, oh, he's got a dark side uh, out you, there. But you I got are. no dirt. You can ask anything. You've you got want. no and dirt. Goes, I've yeah. looked. I believe me. I've looked. I'm like, where is the good stuff? No, you're amazing. <laughs> you're you're an inspiration. Uh, so one thing I I that made me chuckle as well is that on uh, one of your pages you say that you like um, you know comics and w ladies drinking cocktails and Louis Vuittons and I'm like I do ah no wonder you no wonder we get along so well I do I think every time I've seen you you've been in a pair of like five inch heels and it's pretty amazing <laughs> that uh, I you know you can roll into the con in you know a t-shirt and sweatpants and some people do but you don't you know uh, you know you. Uh, you know, you, you know, you, you know, you, you got to class up the joint a little bit. And I, I, I love that. You know, usually these conventions are in poorly lit concrete boxes. And uh, but if you turn the corner and you see Gigi's booth, it's uh, it's like a light. It's like a beacon. I've got shining up on you. The, so. the disco lights and the mirror ball spotlight, perfect lighting. Yeah. And you're always <laughs> dressed like you're about to go down a runway. It's amazing. You're amazing. You can stay. We like you, Ming. Yeah. I just want to know. I, I've, I noticed and I appreciate it. And I know yeah. everybody else does, too. So, hey, if you were to go back. So I believe if I'm right, uh, the first time that you collided with a comic book was around the age of six. Uh, and you're at school and if you were go if you were to go back to your six year old version and go hey you're gonna your life is gonna be filled with adventures and comic conventions and you're gonna hang out with Stan Lee and Kevin Smith and meet all these amazing peoples and work on on a in a comic book store on an amazing hit show for seven years what do you think your six-year-old version would have said or done? Oh, I would have been like, oh, are you going to sell me some magic beans too? And, I, you know, <laughs> it's going to grow into a beanstalk and, uh, you know, there's a golden goose up there. No, I, uh, I grew up in, in the Midwest. I grew up in Michigan. And I think the most exciting to happen, thing to have to happen to me when I turned six was a classmate gave me a copy of The Avengers. Um, other than that, it was uh, maybe the Super Friends. Like cartoons were the most exciting thing that happened in my life. Yeah, no, there, there was no way. I, I was just a normal kid growing up in Michigan to, you know, a first generation Asian parents. And, uh, you know, their life path for me was to study hard, go to a good college, go get a desk job somewhere. Uh, I'm sure they would have preferred doctor, lawyer, um, you know, something in the medical field, you know, like a real job. And uh, I think maybe it was probably that first comic book I got where I was like, you know what, I can't do that. I need to live a life of adventure and comic books and video games and um you know things that aren't normally perceived as a, a like a real stable life so <laughs> but but if you would have told me that the whole thing about stan lee and 
And, uh, you know, and someone was like, hey, one day Chewbacca is going to come into the place where you work. What? Gonna really? He's going to be on a TV show that you star on. Oh, my God. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have believed you, but guess what? It happened. <laughs> you and ha any, yeah, Peter Mayhew came in, and he was on our show one time. And, you know, we're no stranger to Peter Mayhew. We've been at many conventions with him. But, um, but yeah, you know, the six-year-old me would never have believed that. So, Isn't that the best? Like, what a cool life. I remember um, I went back home uh, and my niece – uh, I went from a Comic Con to Australia, and I in the in my bag I had a pass on it, and it had Chewbacca on the you know on the thing because Peter was there. And my niece pulled it out, and she goes, "You know Chewie," and I was like, <laughs> and I was like, "What a what a cool little adventurous life that we lead. We're so so blessed." Like, and you've you you've quite often said how special the, the Comic Cons are, and and how the, how we always must remind ourselves to to keep our geek flag high and, and mighty and everything what is the is there one or a few mo fan moments that have really hit home <laughs> that you can tell us about uh yeah absolutely i think me and you uh, i mean you know you have a kid now and uh you know but we understood even before then uh the kids we love the kids so um you know fortunately i was on a show that uh, you know is appropriate for you know anyone from like age four to four hundred watched it. So, um, so you know I had nine-year-old grandmothers come up and kiss me on the cheek and tell me how much they love the show. But I think I really love the kids when the families. You know I, I love that Comic Cons are family-friendly affairs, and so some people bring their whole families, and you know the little the little the little one will be four or five years old, and he'll be really excited to meet me or some of the other cast members of the show. And, uh, and, you know, you, we both know kids don't lie. They can't, they don't, they don't hold back. They don't have any filters. So if they say they like something, like they genuinely like it, if they don't like something, they'll tell you truthfully, which, you know, fortunately hasn't really happened to us. But, you know, when we see the kids and we see how excited they are, it, you know, it reminds us of what it was like when we were kids and seeing the stuff that we liked. And, you know, I never thought I would be involved in anything that kids would watch per se. <laughs> you know, and because you know, I joke around with my friends here at the store, and you know, we get pretty dirty. It's not really kid appropriate most of the time. What? Um, but on the but on the show, it was, and it was cool. And you know, you see the parents coming. I was like, oh man, he loves he loves the show. He can't stop watching the show. Or she. Um, I remember meeting a family. They're like, oh yeah, you know, we don't let we don't we don't let our kids watch the show until they finish their homework. So that's their motivation. <laughs> yeah, there was like, you know, it was not blackmail, but it was like a carrot on the stick. You know, I was like, all right, if you finish your homework, then you can watch Comic Book Man. And I was like, wow, you, that's pretty cool. You know, like, <laughs> you know, to me, you know, I grew up watching, uh, you know, shows like The Super Friends or The A-Team. A-Team was a big favorite of mine. And, uh, you know, the same thing, my parents would do the same thing is that you can't watch The A-Team unless you finish your homework. And uh, and to me, you know, The A-Team was like life. Yes. So, so to hear other parents, you know, you, you know, kind of do the same thing with our show, it's, you know, it's unimaginable. So, um, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And then, yeah, I meet grandmothers who love the show as well. So it, it, it goes, it, it goes to all age ranges. I meet grown men who are fanboying out and, you know, and I know what that's like, but I'm, you know, I'm five, four, you know, I, I, you know, maybe, you know, I'm five, four in a good day and to see, you know, six foot guys, you know, 300 pounds go, man, Hey man. I love the show, man. Hey, man, can I give you a hug? I'm That's like, so cool. yes, sure. Like, yeah, it's pretty cool. 
And uh, can you show everybody where you are right now? Because that in itself am, is quite spectacular. I am, I am literally at Jansan Bob's Secret Stash. So I'm, I'm literally at the comic book shop. And I know you're asking, like, why are you outside instead of inside? And uh, so if you've been watching the news at all, uh, we got uh, a hurricane kind of came up the East Coast. And uh, the shop is in New Jersey on the, on the, near the ocean. And a lot of that residual wind came up and took out a lot of the power. So... Um, normally, I'm at uh, we we open up a whole podcast studio and a and a live streaming studio, and normally I would be in there, but the power went out there, the power went out where I live, and so the only place I could get decent Wi-Fi is here outside of the comic book shop. That's amazing. So, That's and cool. I would have been inside, but there's actually another podcast going on inside there. So I got you know, if you think the show is you know me being kind of like relegated, like hey, you got to do it outside. And, you know, me, you know, just kind of <laughs> relegating the outside. It's completely true. So, so um, if you watch Comic Book Man, uh, Brian Johnson, the guy with the big beard is actually inside <gasps> podcasting now. He took, you know, he took precedence. And yeah, I got like, kicked okay, out outside. You, you so. can have it. You can have it. Carry yeah. on. Yeah. <laughs> and all around as well, it's pretty special. They've moved all the dining and everything outside so people can still try and keep the economy going. So that's pretty spectacular as well. Yeah, people... they did. Um, it's pretty cool. It looks like, uh, you know, like a European outdoor plaza right now, like like in Italy or something. Wow. There are lights strung up here and it's cool. So I'm probably getting a lot of funny looks as people are eating their, you know, their fish tacos. <sighs> and uh, there's a fine dining steak place down the street. There, you know, there are people are in suit and ties looking at me like, "What's going on over there?" What's happening but, here? But uh, I, I wouldn't, I, I would, I wouldn't, ra I wouldn't want to be anywhere else right now. You're a sweetheart. Hey, the questions are flying in from the chat room. Uh, so we've got Mr. Bradley Hoffman, and he wants to know, Ming, how real were the interactions on Comic Book Men, and if it was real, how, how did you not get? in a fight with Walt as much as he picked on you. <laughs> Good question. Yes, because I was getting a bit defensive when I was watching that. I was like, stop picking on our Ming. Stop it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you've done reality as well. And uh, I think, uh, you know, you've been through it. And a lot of people are like, is uh, a lot of people are like, you guys are so funny. Like, that's got to be scripted, right? Someone's writing all these lines for you. And I'm here to tell you with 100% honesty that the show is not scripted. Um, it's, it, uh, the genre that our show is in, the uh, you know, the, the the official genre that Comic Book Men is uh, that is called uh, is unscripted. So we didn't really call it reality TV uh, much, you know, because there were some things where you know, did Nichelle Nichols just happen to walk in one day? No, not exactly. But all the interactions, all the people bringing stuff in, all the dialogue was unscripted. That was all real. Um, number one, I'm horrible at memorizing anything. So you try to give me a bunch of lines, I can't do it. And two, I'm a horrible actor. I'm not, and I, I listen, I had no aspirations of being behind a camera. I, I didn't want to be on a reality TV show. Oh, come uh, you on. Know, I, you know, I, I, I would have been fine, like, operating the camera or doing sound. Like, that's the stuff I like to do. Um, the fact that I fell ass backwards into this show just made it that much more fun. Because so. it was a complete coincidence, right? Because what, so oh, yeah. AMC approached approached Kevin Smith, and you guys were already working as a team yeah, together. Yeah. And so the, the, he was like, "Well, let's sort of you know put this into the pilot." And then they're like, "You're crazy! You don't need actors. You've got the perfect boys right here. We're we're going to roll with these guys." Is that how it all? That that's exactly how it happened. So that's amazing um, destiny. The, the, yeah, the, the show came about because the, the Walking Dead, as we all know, 
became this huge thing. Everyone loves zombies all of a sudden. <laughs> I loved them forever, but all of a sudden the world loves zombies. <laughs> they, they caught up. And uh, a lot of you know that Walking Dead was based on a comic book. So the network was like, whoa, this comic book thing might take off. Um, you know, it, it seems that people like comic book based properties. Uh, let's do more of them. And so they're like, all right, we want to do a comic book based TV show. Um, they're like, okay, great. What do you want to do? And they're like, we don't know. <laughs> Somebody else come up with the idea. And they went to Kevin Smith, who, you know, if you want to do something with comic books and nerddom, you go right up to the top. You go, yeah. you go to Kevin Smith. And they're like, well, what would you do if you were to do a comic book TV show? And he was like, I don't know. If it were me, I would rip off that TV show Pawn Stars, you know, the one where they go to the pawn shop and buy and sell stuff. And he was like, I would take that, but put it inside of a, a comic book shop. And instead of like old documents and gold bars or whatever they trade on there, keep it focused on vintage comics and toys and, and, and put nerds in there. And they're like, that's a great idea. So uh, it so happened that Kevin owned a comic book shop, which I'm sitting in front of right now. And um, they, yeah, for the purposes of a kind of a pilot episode, you know, they, they didn't want to hire anybody. They, Kevin was like, just use the guys that are working here. It'll be, you don't have to pay them. They work cheap. Like maybe, maybe you can buy them lunch or something and just put them, you know, cut together, uh, you know, like a demo reel and show it to the network to see if it would work out. And when the network saw it, they're like, well, where'd you find these guys? These guys are really good. Did you, That's these guys team. look like they cost a lot of money. Like where did, <laughs> what, what acting school did you get these guys out of? And Kevin was like, these guys aren't actors. These guys work for me. And uh, the, you know, and the, 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 the executives laughed at him. He was like, you had your, you had a whole show here all along. You just didn't know it. Wow. Like, but Kevin smokes a lot of weed. Maybe he, maybe he didn't see it through the haze. I got to say, I, I went to see him a couple of times. I think it was at the, you know, the comedy improv in Oh yeah, LA. in LA, yeah. And I believe they were doing a podcast. Did they do podcasts? Yes. From, yes. Okay, cool. Yep. Because, yeah. and I was just, I, I, like a friend had invited me and it was a while ago and I was like, yeah, this seems cool. And I kind of knew, knew of him from around the circuit and stuff and bumped in a, vaguely in the green room every now and then. Oh, hi, that's it, right? And yep. then, and then it, everything was dark and all, then I just heard like giggling. I was like, what is this? I th oh, shush, the show's about to start. And then I realized, oh, it's him. And this waft of marijuana mm -hmm. <laughs> just literally like throttled us as we went, you know, as he walked by. It was amazing. And But he's an extraordinary man. He's so down to earth and so, sorry. <laughs> so, he's so, You're right over there? Yeah, it's fine. He's so down to earth and he's so... Um, He's so intelligent and he's so, he's just got a beautiful energy about him. Is he an amazing man to work with? Uh, yeah, he is, you know, very laid back, but um, a man who is always two steps ahead of everybody else. So Yeah, so intelligent, uh, so yeah. smart. I, uh, I got involved with him because he, um, I built a fan website for his first movie, Clerks. And yes. he happened to see it at an internet cafe um, about, jeez, about 25 years ago, <laughs> that's a long time ago. And he tracked me down. He actually just gave me a call out of the blue. And he was like, hey, I think this internet thing's gonna take off. Can you build me a website like you built this fan website? I, I you know, can, I wanna work with you, can we work together? And yeah, I was a huge fan of his already. I was like, absolutely, I'll help you. Um, you know, if if you are who you say you are, cause I didn't believe it was him. So he literally called me out, out, out of the blue. Um, but we started working out, uh, working together we built a website. We kind of built this whole 
online community that he wanted. Um, I think he foresaw like social media before there was any social media. So um, I was kind of a social media manager back in the 90s before Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And this was even before like Amazon and, um, you know, all this other crazy TikTok. There's no TikTok back then. Yeah, yeah. But he foresaw that interacting with his fans was going to be a huge thing. Um, up until that point, there was no way to contact, uh, you know, if someone liked you, you, you know, it, it was very hard to track you down in the 90s, you know. Because did you uh, say, you, sorry, did he contact yeah. from, were you in an internet cafe? Was he in an internet cafe? No, he that was came... in an internet cafe. He walked in there and he was like, hey, I heard some fans had built websites based on my first movie. I want to see these. And he pulled mine up and he was like, well, this is really cool. Like, who... Who is this weirdo that spent all this time making this website? And he, you know, my email address was on there. He tracked me down. He got my number and he ended up calling me. So that's and, insane. Um, and you said you is. heard Jason in the background. I did. <laughs> the first time I called, um, cause I call, I, I called and he wasn't there, but I hear the voice who picked up was like, hello. I was like, <laughs> Hey, is Kevin there? Uh, and he's like, he's not here right now. I was like, all right, my name is Ming. He told me to call him. Here's my number. Can you have him call me back? And he was like, all right. And I hung up the phone. I was like, wow, that really sounded like Jay from Clerks, like oh, Jason Mewes, you know, oh that kind my. of weird. Yeah. And you know, you know, and love Jay, <laughs> you know, we've run into him many times and, and, and lo and behold, it was Jay for whatever reason, he was running the reception desk that day. I don't know why, but I guess he had nothing better to do and he right. wanted to hang out with Kevin. So Oh my gosh because yeah. like both of those boys it's so refreshing because it, it's a funny industry that we work in and it's so refreshing when you meet guys that have you know have reached that level of success but are extremely down to earth and very oh, hum for sure. humble and they're there for the right reasons you know and they bring so much joy to everyone I also heard a rumor that you actually were working with Ben Affleck for a while as well. Is yeah. So what happened, I, you know, I built this website for Kevin. We started a whole like a message board. We got a whole online community. We would have film all day film festivals uh, here in New Jersey where Kevin would come out and do Q&A after each movie and he would bring the cast out. It was it was very much like a Comic-Con slash film festival, uh, like a meetup. You know, there were, you know, before meetups were a thing. And uh, eventually, uh, Ben Affleck caught wind of this. He was like, hey, Ming, will you build me a website like that, too? And, uh, and I think this is right after he won the Oscar for Goodwill Hunting. So oh, okay. Like, oh, I, I'll see if my yeah, schedule's, uh, uh, yeah. if you insist. <laughs> yeah, uh, let me think about this real quick. Uh, okay, yeah, so I built him um, one. And uh, about a year later, Ben and Matt had um, gone in business together uh, on an internet startup company called Live Planet. And uh, some of you might be familiar with a HBO TV show called Project Greenlight that came about in the early 2000s. Yes, yes. And um, that was part of Ben and Matt's company. So they ended up hiring me for a year. And I, I actually lived in L.A. for a year working for them. You, it was came, cool. you came to the dark side? I came to the dark side <laughs> for about a year. And listen, I, I love L.A., but in small doses. I yeah. don't know if I could live there again, but I love visiting for sure. It's, it's hectic, that's for sure. It hey, uh, Captain Calvin Cat wants to know, what's the worst comic book twist or TV series twist for you? Ugh, just a small little question there. <laughs> yeah, I mean... Um, where, do you, where do you begin? Yeah, I think TV twist, I mean, I, I guess... Oh, man, there's so... There are, there are a lot of 
there are a lot of bad ones. Um, I didn't really go with comic book twists. But I remember like one of my greatest disappointments was uh, um, the third Alien movie. Uh, how uh. disappointed I was seeing that that in the movies, just because I love James Cameron's Aliens movies so much, and that they went from you know these badass space marines, you know, like and uh, you know we had like Vasquez, you had uh, you know uh, you know Hicks, and uh, you had all these aliens, and it was an all-out battle. And you had all these cool weapons in that movie. And then they went to one alien and no weapons in the third movie. And I remember the third movie, the third aliens movie, I was promised aliens were going to come to Earth. And it was going to be an all-out battle on Earth. <laughs> and and they changed their minds at the last second. And they en- didn't end no. up doing it. And I remember how disappointed I was in the theater. Um, the other one is Highlander 2, The Quickening. Uh, Highlander, the first one's easily one of my first t- top five movies of all time. And I remember dragging my dad to the theater for the second one. I remember how bad it was and how disappointed I was. And um, yeah, and, and my dad was mad too. He was like, why'd you drag me to this horrible movie? I'm like, dad, I'm sorry. I thought based on the first one, it was going to be amazing. But it was going to be awesome. Yeah, yeah <laughs> it was, uh, you know, I, I mean, movies, you know, movies, you know, we love movies so much that when they disappoint you, you know, like maybe Justice League or most of the DC movies lately, that like it hits us right here in the heart. Yeah. And uh, yeah, but I think that's why, you know, people like you and me, we love live stream, we love, we love podcasting because it gives us that outlet to vent about it. And that's, I, we, yeah. That's the cool thing because you've now literally the king of podcasts, I would say. So you <laughs> got, when did you, when did you first go, this is where I want to be? Cause now you've created your beautiful podcast studio and now you insp- inspire and teach people how to podcast, like uh, the best so how how did you get into it i i got into it because of kevin kevin smith uh he started podcasting uh back in 2007 so very early and i was this technical guy so i would take his audio files and put them on itunes and you know get it out to wherever um but for uh, i remember when he discovered podcasting he was like wait a minute i can say whatever i want like i can swear on this (laughs) on a podcast and nobody can say anything and I was like, yeah, there are no rules. It's great. Um, it's completely free. There's no governing body. There's no FCC. You can go as long as you want. You and can say anything? Anybody knows. Yeah, you can say anything. I mean, I, I, yeah, you know, I, um, I like that. If you put your foot in your mouth on a podcast, it's your job to get it out. There's no one, you know, there's no one saying you have to or you don't have to. And I think wow. that's pretty cool. But for you know, you know, Kevin doesn't live by any rules. No, that's why he's so good because he's so real. And it's like oh, yeah. we, we all edit ourselves and we all try not to piss anyone off. And this guy, you just know what you're getting. And he's intelligent enough that it doesn't matter. So you're just like, you're amazing. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So he found this magic medium where it was it was almost like it was built for him. Wow. Where, you know, because if you know Kevin, you've seen some of his Q&As. He goes for three hours, yes. you know, minimum. Yes. So, you know, he was like, wait, there's no time limit, nothing. I'm like, hey, dude, go as long as you want, go as short as you want. Uh, you can say the F word over and over if you want, and, you know, in which he does. So he, you know, he took <laughs> to it immediately. And uh, he's such a great storyteller. And, you know, people love his stories. His podcast took off immediately. Like, you know, he put up his first few episodes immediately, like half a million downloads and, you know, number one on iTunes. And, you know, he kind of built this empire off of that. Um, but what I really loved is like podcasting. Like that's, I know I, that's what he loved. I know it's perfect for him. And not only that, but he got to shape and create every aspect of it. 
I was like, wow, this is that's really cool. And you know, again, I was fine being the tech guy behind the scenes, but one day he was like, hey, I'm launching a network. I need more shows. I want you to start a podcast. You what a blessed life, babe. Yes, but I was like, I can't do this. Like, I don't. I, I don't talk behind a microphone. I'm not famous. I don't tell good stories. Like you, you're good at this. You're famous. You tell good stories. This is made for you. This isn't what, you know, who's going to listen to me? No one's going to listen to me blather on about, like, I wouldn't even know what to do a podcast about. Well, he's like, well, what do you love? I'm like, I don't know. I love Star Wars. I love comic books. I love food. You love he's Gen like, that's 13? A podcast. <laughs> he's like, that's a podcast. I'm like, really? I can start a podcast about Star Wars, comic books, and food? He's like, Totally. And I'm like, well, who's going to listen to that? He's like, people who love Star Wars, comic books, and food. I'm like, okay, that makes sense, I guess. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. So uh, I grabbed uh, a, a guy named Mike Zapsik, who is also on Comic Book Men with me. And because uh, I couldn't do it by myself. Yeah. You know, I needed, I was like, I can't do this by myself. I need a co-host. And uh, Mike jumped in with me. We set up mics in the back of this comic book store around a beat up old poker table. And we recorded that first episode and it was so much fun. And I thought we sounded pretty good. Yes. I thought we sounded like, you know, like a real show. And I, I couldn't believe it at, at first. I was like, well, we sound like we went, we were trained. We sound like we went to broadcast school. How did this happen? And Mike was like, you know what? You're talking, we we're all talking about the stuff that we love. Yeah. When we talk about stuff that we love, it's, you know, you're experts at it. Like how it's many easy. times have I seen Star Wars? Like 200 million. You probably, I, you, like, I've probably seen it more than George Lucas has at this point. You're yeah. going to talk about it with just as much expertise as he would have. And that's why it worked. And I'm talking, you know, we're both talking about stuff that we love. Uh, you know, it's going to flow very naturally. And, you know, we've been friends for so long that it sounded like a real conversation. And we were hooked immediately. So that was about 10 years ago wow. and over 300 episodes ago. And, uh, yeah, and we haven't stopped. So, and, and now I want to show everybody else how much fun this is how awesome it is that like i can literally set up a card table in the street and talk to you three thousand miles away and we can get this out to everybody else so um yeah so we kind of channeled our love of podcasting and our 10 years of experience and we actually opened up a whole studio and we hold classes and we advise local businesses and individuals and, and anybody really who wants to start a podcast so um uh, it's called a shared universe, which yeah. is kind of cool. That's kind of a, a comic book reference, and um, yeah, we've been going pretty strong for uh, almost three years now with That's that business. Awesome! And you've got like fifty other podcasts that you've been involved with as well. <laughs> like I, I see you live when I go to sleep. I see you live when I have my lunch. I see you live when I in the ladies' room. Not like that. I see you live when I'm like this. Ming is on fire. Bravo, babe. You are an inspiration. You work so hard and everyone appreciates you so much. And you're also a dad and you do charity and you do yoga. And you have to also have time to play with your USS flag aircraft carrier from G.I. Joe as well. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, you know, I think people like me, you we just don't sleep. No. Um, I mean, you more so because you have a little one now, but. Um, I don't think you slept before that either. So no, but what uh, you, you know, we're we're hustlers, me and you. Yeah. We're grinders, you know. Yeah. We uh, yeah. we don't stop. Well, and I do, love that. Do your kids just think you're the coolest dad ever because you've got all these cool treats to play with and comic books and what do they what do they think? You would think, right? But I I've learned pretty as uh, I have two kids. <laughs> uh, they're 15 and 12 now. Duh. I think you you uh, you learn pretty quickly that 
your kids never really think you're cool. So no what? matter what you do, you're cool. But I think, uh, you know, unless you become animated or, you know, if I'm hanging, you know, if I'm hanging out with, uh, at the time it was iCarly. Now I don't, I, geez, <laughs> if I'm hanging out with SpongeBob, you know, then in you'd Bikini be cool. Bottom, then I would be cool. Oh, I but, see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I'm still working toward that, that cooldom, but <laughs> for the most part, it's very, very hard to impress your own kids. Wow. God, no pressure. Thanks, Ming. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Captain also wants to know, here you go. We're, gonna, we're going in deep. So the first question, uh, so uh, is it true that Kara Zor-E, the original Supergirl, was killed in Crisis on Infinite Earths and was <laughs> yes. never rebooted until recently? Yeah, it was the, uh, yeah, uh, there's an infamous cover of her uh, dead in, you know, dead, dead in, in Superman's arms. So, uh, yeah, for sure. And um, uh, yeah, if if any if you haven't read the Crisis on Infinite Earths Earths run, got such a mouthful. Right. Uh, def definitely pick that up for sure. Uh, you know, which they they, they they've touched on and gone into detail uh, in the TV series as well, which is pretty cool. So it's a, <laughs> I I love that all this nerd stuff that we loved in the 70s and 80s and some of the 90s, and now is finally coming to life. Yes, and, and getting you know, we're getting our due. For sure. So because I remember when we first did, um, when we first uh, when, when Farscape, uh, I believe it was around 2000 when we did our first Comic Con, and it was right around the point where Galaxy Quest had just been released. Oh yeah. yeah. So we were like, uh, I was all like, yeah, it's gonna be awesome because I was only a baby, you know. A trip to LA, Hollywood, here we come. And other cast members were like, oh, what's this gonna be like? And because they'd seen that movie, they're like, yeah. a bit t terrified. And you know now it's so mainstream. It's funny <laughs> we we've we've been with these comics now in this comic convention world for over twenty years. So we've seen it go from almost culty to quite mainstream, really, hasn't it? The energy's changed quite a bit. I've found. I um yeah I love it. Uh you know when I was going to comic cons, they were in like they were in little like Elks lodges, and yeah. uh, I remember when I was a kid, <laughs> I would go to one that would take place once a month at the mall. You would go to the mall and around like the big wishing well, like there'd be the comic book dealers. And I, I loved it because I, there's nothing like that in my town except for, you know, once a month at the mall. You know, we didn't have the big San Diego Comic-Cons or Planet Comic-Cons or New York Comic-Cons. We just had these small little ones where it'd be maybe like three or four comic book vendors and maybe one guy would have old toys or something. Yeah. And I loved it. And um I, I also love it. when I was a kid, uh, you know, it, it was not cool to be a nerd. So uh, people make, made fun of you for reading comic books. People made fun of you for watching sci-fi movies. People made fun of you for being a Trekkie. You know, it was a thing that people would joke about. So and which it, and it pained me because I, you know, I, I knew, you know, I knew sci-fi like Star Wars is cool. Like Wolverine and the X-Men are cool. The Avengers are cool. And like adamantium and vibranium and all this stuff that everybody loves now. Like I knew it was cool. And I was trying to, I want, I really wanted to talk to somebody about it, you know, like just have somebody to bounce my theories and weird ideas off of. And I had nobody. So, but now we can walk into a convention center and be amongst, you know, 500 to 150,000 people yeah. who know exactly what we're talking about. Exactly. Um, and it feels great. And it's something I've been waiting for all my life. So I, uh, I, you know, I just tell people like, listen, you know, uh, a lot of people are like, Hey, 
are do you ever get angry that there are all these all of a sudden all these new fans no. you know that that these are the people who used to make fun of you and now they like the same stuff you do people are like do you ever get mad i'm like no, no. you know you know it took them that long to realize how cool it is was, yeah <laughs> i don't yeah I, yeah i could never get mad at them there you know there's that the, the more the merrier you know come join the party for sure come Agreed. Go, come you know come into the hall of justice with me yes. and let's party you know with batman and the super friends and yes. uh, like, and the wonder twins and uh you know <laughs> and aquaman like come yeah the more definitely the more the merrier so yes. i i love that there are so many new fans now and um, and i heard you're a big fan of uh your is it gen 13 <laughs> is that your your, um, your crush when I, your comic so crush I, I i mean so 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 (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the big joke is uh you know there are two big reasons i love gen 13 for anybody two big reasons interesting yeah you you know i I was i was 19 when that book came out so and uh it was uh, i i fell in love with that book as i took a little break from comics in college because i couldn't afford them you know they had gotten kind of expensive so i couldn't get like i couldn't buy 10 at a time but i i got a job in college and i got back into comic books and this is when comic books were kind of getting a little more darker and adult. Yes. And, uh, you know, some of the drawings were too. So a you little know, saucy. Hey. Yeah. But, you know, you tell <laughs> if I, you know, once my, once my friends who I work with here found out what I was into when I was 19, they, they don't let, they, they, I can't hear, I won't hear the end of it. They laugh, they laugh at me, you know, cause they're more of the, the, like the serious comic books. So, yeah. which is fine. You know, that's, I deserve to get made fun of for that. Probably, no, but, it's, but this is why this world's so good because we all are attracted to it for different reasons as well. Oh, yeah. There's so many cool elements and stuff. And even like I was watching an interview with you and you're explaining in specificity at the time that you went over to the neighbors, uh, the guy that lived behind you and you didn't even really like him but because the, and, and he had the, the, uh, the aircraft carrier from G.I. Joe. Yeah. And I just chuckled. I was like, I could just imagine young, young Ming cruising over there going, I guess I'll just I want to check it out, you know. And, and I, I, I actually Googled it today and I was like, no wonder this thing's awesome. You, do you have that in your house right now or is that moved so, to the studio? So um, for any G.I. Joe fans out there, uh, yeah, one of the biggest and best toys ever made, not just G.I. Joe, but ever made out of any toy line was a seven-foot aircraft carrier um, built to scale for your G.I. Joe figures. And this thing was awesome. Okay. And uh, I'm actually, I'm wearing a, a Yo! G.I. Joe shirt right now. Yes! <laughs> from our friends over at Super 7. And... Um, the uh, yeah, but when this thing came out, it was one of the first toys to, to cost over a hundred dollars, and this was in a world in 1983 where the little figures that went on it were like two or three dollars. So, and my parents were not shelling out a hundred dollars for a plastic toy for me, no matter how hard I begged. I tr- <laughs> I tried that old trick. Was like, oh, you don't have to buy me a Christmas or birthday present for the next 20 years. Ah, you buy me this. Add them all together. And of course, of course, that didn't work, but. Um, you know, so I never got it. I've wanted it for 30 years. I remember that year the yeah, you mentioned the kid who lived behind me who I didn't like very much. His parents had recently split up. So of course he got it for Christmas. But, you know, his, his, his parents were trying to buy his love. So he got it for Christmas. I remember he let me come over and I got to put the stickers on it, but I always, you know, I, I, you know, it wasn't mine. So, but 30 years later, it came in on the TV show. Uh, the guy offered me a pretty good price for it, and I ended up buying it. So that was a good, that was a big moment in my life. 
that was a pretty big moment in my That's life. That's huge. So. And where is it now? Is it in the well, in the studio or home, so or is it in storage? The plan was to take it home, set it up, and play with it with my kids and show them how cool my toys were back in the eighties. <laughs> but the problem is, my friend, is it's literally a seven foot aircraft carrier. This it's thing is huge. massive. I, and I got two kids and I'm married and I don't, you know, my place is not huge. So I really had nowhere to put it. So, uh, yeah, it sat in the store basement for a couple of years oh. and, um, it, which was sad. Like I really, you know, this is something that should be out and played with. And yes. I felt pretty bad that I didn't have anywhere to put it. Um, and, uh, you know, one day, you know, the, the, uh, Walt who manages the store, he was like, Hey man, you gotta get this thing out of here. It's taking up too much room. <laughs> we need stuff for inventory. And I was like, all right. So I was going to put it in storage for a while until I was going to figure out where it was going to go. And just kind of one last hurrah, you know, we set it back up in the store. And this guy came in. He was like, hey, that's really cool. Like, are you selling it? I'm oh, like, no. I don't really want to sell it. Oh, but no. I'm also a businessman. Ooh. It means a lot to me. But I'm also a businessman. Like, what do you, you know? And so I talked to him. Guy was a real fan. And, uh, you know, he knew all the nuances of G.I. Joe. So I was cool. like, you know, you really want to buy this thing? Like, throw out a number. And he was like, listen, I'll give you X amount for this. And by the way, I'm opening up a, a brewery in town. And if you sell it to me, I'll give you free beer for life. Oh, what? Done. And I'm like, <laughs> so what do you really want? He wanted to buy it so him and his son could enjoy it. And he promised me, he was like, hey, anytime you want to come over and look at it or play with it, you can. Because I live in town. And... um you know, I thought about it and I was like, that's a pretty good deal, that's you know, awesome. and if I drink enough beer, I could probably make up the, the difference in money. So I actually ended up selling it to him. And, you know, as a result, we're actually very, very good friends right now. That's um, cool. We're very good friends. Um, and actually for the podcast studio, he's actually our beer sponsor now. So we get all that we have. We have free beer in the studio. It really did work out like I didn't want to give it up. But under those circumstances, it, it really I think it really worked out. So that's so now my goal is I'm going to buy another one eventually, but I want one in the box. Wow. The problem with that is like one of those, like in the box, we're easily talking 10 to $15,000. Oh, so really? I'm, I'm going to have to get another TV show or something before I do that. Wow. So, but it's good to have goals in life. Uh, well, and what a shame. I just missed your birthday, so we'll have to wait for next year. Oh, I. That, <laughs> <laughs> Happy birthday, I, by the way. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. I, uh, I, all I expect from you on my birthday is a big hug the next time we see each other. So what did you do? Did you get to go out and about or what was the plan? Um, it's, yeah, you know, right now in this, this year, yeah, there's not a lot of out and about celebrating. So, yeah, I, I, I actually stayed home. Uh, I ate a pizza, which, you know, was awesome. And I got a big ice cream cake shaped like a whale. So mm. I was fine with that. That was, uh, that was a pretty good birthday in my book. And, you know, you get you get older, you know, they don't you don't get too crazy anymore. So. Yes, I know that very well, Ming. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, I got to, you know, I got to pot. I got to live stream with you near yes, my birthday. That's a great birthday. present. There are millions of guys in this universe who would kill for this opportunity. Oh, my gosh. You're, you're too way too kind. I think we both know this, but yes. Uh, now, the guys want to know, what was the most expensive and the cheapest comic that you ever sold? <laughs> well, ever saw it. So if you watch Comic Book Men, we came up with this crazy idea that we wanted to smell Action Comics number one, which is the first appearance of Superman, uh, which at last, the last auction it sold for, I think, $3.3 million. Uh, we got this crazy idea that we just wanted to smell it. What? 
and How? three million what three millions yeah it's the most it's the most valuable comic book in the world first appearance of super superman it kind of kicked off the whole superhero genre you know anything back in 1938 and we actually tracked a copy down at a museum in baltimore and the owner of this copy was like oh yeah you guys want to smell it absolutely i'll let yes. you smell it so yeah so we got to smell action comics number one uh you know uh, easily you know one two three million dollar comic depending on the condition and uh yeah it smelled uh like money and it smelled like 1938. It was pretty cool, though. Whoa. Not a lot of people get to smell Action Comics number one. Snip. So. <laughs> yeah. I do um, that a lot with new books. I'm addicted to it. Like if someone brings me a Farscape comic or a, a Jim Henson Creature Shop challenge, I just, oh, can I have a sniff? And they're like, huh? And then I'd like sniff it. I'm like, oh, sorry, this probably looks weird. But it, there is something quite magical about smelling books. Yeah, even the new books <laughs> smell good. But if you go to some of the old ones, like yes. there's no other smell like an old no. comic book. Oh. I'm always joking that we should bottle it into a cologne or a perfume and sell it to nerds. And, um, and you know, we would probably make a couple bucks. But, yeah, you know, that's one, day all right. I'm gonna, one day I'm going to unlock that secret to the comic book smell from 1970. Um, so, all the yeah. buyers are screaming in the chat room that they have to know about your tattoo. Oh, uh, well, I have a couple of them. Ooh, I got, I got one on the TV show, which was a family symbol. But uh, I have one here. I don't know if you can see it. This is the... I have a light here, maybe. Uh, oh. Uh, this is the flux capacitor from uh, Back to the Future. Yes. I'm sorry, it's a little dark out here since uh, the sunset <laughs> here, here, but I have a flux capacitor tattoo, uh, or the flex capacitor. Oh, oh will, the so. flex capacitor. Look at him bringing out <laughs> the guns. Capacitor. Yeah, so. Just that's, turn that's, into a gun show. Yeah, that's all <laughs> yoga, my friends. Go do yoga like me and Gigi, and uh, yes. you can. Uh, <laughs> it's the best. Do you do do the hot yoga, or do you just like general yoga? What do you prefer? I uh, I I do both, depending on the day. I follow my instructors around, so if I you know my my favorite instructor is doing a hot yoga class. I'll mm. jump into that class, but I, I'll do both for sure. We got to go take a class together someday. I my would friend. love to as soon as it opened up because they've closed everything down yeah. again here. So was, it, there was like two weeks, maybe even a little bit more, and I almost went every single day to hot yoga because I just love it. I love normal yoga as well, but I just there's something quite spiritual that it, it's so intense that it forces me into a Zen state. Uh, so, uh, yeah, it is like a very like Doctor uh, Strange like you know go like you kind of yes. you're out of your body. Yes. Um. Yeah, it's pretty cool. It's so good. So I'm wondering how I can create uh recreate it in the house and i'm like do i turn all the heating on and everyone else just sweats it out <laughs> like i don't know what to do or maybe just buy some you know stand-up heaters and just do what i don't know and then i'm just manifesting that they're going to open up soon because this has gone on for far too long uh, yeah i agree with you i uh, i'm about done with all of this but yeah. you know I, that's out of our control i guess I so just lots i uh, i'm you know i'm hoping we return to our normal life and conventions very soon yes. for sure Hey, uh, so here's another question for you. Can you Ask tell away. us what the? Oh no, no, no. Sorry, I asked. Oh, and what was the cheapest? What was the? Uh, what was the <laughs> cheapest comic you've ever seen? <laughs> the cheapest. Um, I don't know about cheapest, but worst comic is. Uh, I don't know if anybody <laughs> out there is a fan of the the TV show Jersey Shore. And well, I'll stop uh, it. You know, and I'm kind of on the Jersey Shore. Like the place they filmed it at is maybe 10, 10 miles uh, south of here. And uh, many of you guys remember a cast member on there called Mike the Situation. And um, 
he might be walking down here. So, you know, maybe I shouldn't say this too loud, but he had come out with a, he came out with a comic book called the situation you where, serious? you know, where he would gym tan laundry by day, but at night he would turn into the superhero, oh which God. was himself called the situation. And I remember for some reason we had it stocked here at the store and I'm like, why did you guys order this? And they're like, I don't know, like somebody might buy it. And, uh, you know, we, I think we ordered four copies and uh, I think they all eventually sold, but um, really, yeah. I mean, you know, maybe not the greatest comic book in the world, but but, <laughs> but, but it was a niche. Hey, because that's interesting. Because now, don't you laugh? But I have actually we did a little ash can because I was at uh, Emerald City Comic Con years ago. Oh yeah, and one Seattle. of the yeah, and one of the uh, guys that worked there said, "Oh, you've got lots of funny stories. We should make a comic book together." I was like, "Oh, that'd be really fun." So I um, for the, a few weekends I'd fly up and I was also recording an EP with one of his friends as well. So I would record music in the day and then go and do the comic at night. And it's just a little ash can. It's called Blue Shift. It's about a girl who gets sucked up to space. And it was so cool because it was actually like, I I love the whole the whole process of it. And then we got stuck because you, I don't know, I do a lot of projects with friends that, you know, sure. it's, it's for the lo love of our, from the love of our hearts. And then one of us gets a, a proper paying job and then everything gets dissipated kind of thing. But it's still on the back burner. And I keep contacting them. They're still in Seattle. I'm like, please, please, please. So if, if, is it better to bring out a series or is it better to do uh, uh what's the after the ash can what's the next best <laughs> where do i go from where do i go from here oracle of comics i um i mean i think that first one is always the toughest one to do so i i admire people like even putting out the little you know the eight page or ten page ash can is a uh, hard uh, it's hard um i you know a lot of people ask me I was like hey would you ever write a comic book i was like i would but writing's hard Writing is hard and, you know, write, writing a comic book is even harder because not only do you have the dialogue to worry about, but you have to, you have, you have to be very descriptive for the eventual artists that you're going to pass this on to, to render your vision, your words onto a page. And even then, you know, you have to find the right artist who understands you and gets your vibe. It's a whole process. And even when you get that, you're like, oh, right, do I want to spend the money to have it colored? Do I leave it black and white? Um, do I hire somebody else to do the cover? It's a whole ordeal. So the fact that you put out anything is very, very admirable. And then all and the guys, sorry. Oh all yeah, no, no, no. It's yeah, it's it's hard, right? I mean, yes. it's, it's a it's a it's a law. It's a collaborative process. And they're that, all like, "How are we going to make money out of this?" I'm like, "Oh, what? It's not about the money. It's about telling a cool story. And if we tell yeah. a cool story, people will dig it." And if, uh, they're like, "Wait, so is no? It kind of is about you know selling them." I'm like, oh, "Yeah, but if we've got an amazing story and awesome characters, you know." So I get I get wrapped up with the passion. My, I get, yeah, I have a very you big can't heart. go into it going like, <laughs> "Oh man, like this is going to be made into the next big like comic book movie." Yeah, although that's you never very know. possible now you know ming why don't you do a, a you're perfect you should do your own about ming's adventures through the uncharted <laughs> territories and it's like just your life i um i mean you know that might make i don't know if that would make a good comic book or not i'd you read know, it like a, but you know what maybe maybe you know telling my own story <laughs> could be fun i think telling these like uh, you know i think but me and you both have very big imaginations mm -hmm. I'm sure like if we took the time and you did take the time to make, to put it onto words and paper and artwork, I'm sure if I could just sat down and wrote something, That's I could it. probably come up with something. But I think the next step is, uh, yeah, go for the full length comic book. Um, okay. Go for the full length, you know, uh, you know, even 
you know, 22 pages, you know, or, you know, maybe um, collaborate with someone, maybe you could do half and somebody else do, does the other half. Uh, I would put out that full length, like, you know, real life-size comic book with a glossy cover and that awesome smell and everything. Yes, the smell. And, uh, and, yeah, and I think it makes sense for people like me and you because we could sell copies at a, at our con table yeah, for sure. People yeah, love, people love the ash can and, the, and music as well because the thing is too is that, you know, we get involved with amazing shows, but then I also want to bring something from my heart and soul. So like Farscape introduced me to you and the guys on Twitch and, yeah. and these amazing comic cons, but I don't want to just be, uh, you know, doing the circuit signing the same headshot. I want to go, great, this is how we all met and yes, let's celebrate that, but let, let me also introduce these other cool things that I'm passionate about as well so the more yeah i've got more bring. stuff and uh yeah. you know here you should read this because this came from my heart this was yeah. all or my head yeah. or both <laughs> and um and uh yeah and you know i i, I want to pass it on to you so you love it as well hey um i also would like to visit a coral sword coffee comics and gaming cafe <laughs> yes in Houston, where's my Texas. invite yeah, I uh, so somehow I, I I partnered with a bunch of people and uh, yeah we opened up a, a gaming cafe in Houston, Texas, called Coral Sword. Uh, for any of you nerds out there who play the video game Final Fantasy, you'll know that the Coral Sword is a very mighty weapon in the Final Fantasy uh, pantheon. And uh, about yeah, I guess two and a half years ago, um, we part. Somehow I fell into becoming a partner in this uh, gaming cafe in Houston. And it's a really amazing place. It's, uh, you know, I love coffee. So all these conventions that we go to, the, uh, the first thing I look for is, you know, coffee and restaurants and cocktail joints. But coffee, first and <laughs> foremost, I think like usually the heart of the city is wherever the good coffee is. Yes, it is hard to find good coffee in America. It's very hard. I was going to, I was like, let's talk coffee. So you really do have good coffee because a lot of places, I'm telling you, have you been to Australia? I've never been to Australia, oh, unfortunately. They have cappuccinos, lattes, like the it almost tastes like a New York cappuccino or a latte or an Italian cappuccino or latte, like it's the real deal. It's not like right, right. And the, I think the flat that. white was invented in Australia, so mm. yes, that amazing drink, the flat white. So yes, mm. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah. So I, I I befriended a guy, a guy named David Buer in Houston, um, while I was at a convention many years ago. And uh, we became quick friends. He's he was a big nerd. I'm a big nerd. He loves. He's way into coffee. I love his coffee. And uh, you know, we met some other people and uh, end up opening up a gaming cafe in Houston. It's very weird what happens. <laughs> Just you know, when you make cool friends and you meet cool people. But this is why we go to conventions. You never know what's going to happen. That's a cool. That is so amazing. And and so and do you do food too, or is it coffee? There is great food there. Oh. Yeah. There's a. Uh, it's more uh, geared toward gamers, so gamer food. So we have really amazing pizzas and like chicken fingers and uh, yeah. Our, but the the, the uh, there's beer and wine too as well. You know, <laughs> if you want something a little harder. And in Texas, uh, anyone can kind of get a, a liquor license. Nice. Uh, but the coffee, first and foremost, is uh, the best. They're going nuts in the chat room. They're like, "Where is it? What's the street address? We're going now." I'm like, "No, wait yeah. a minute. Wait a minute." If you're if if you're near uh yeah if you're if you're near uh Houston, uh, thirteen eighteen Telephone Road mm. in Houston, Texas. Yeah. Uh, they're open right now. I'm doing mainly takeout right now because of the 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 pandemic, Life. but um you know should be open very soon. Yes. And uh, we can go and uh you know we can we can play board game. You can go there and play board games all day and drink coffee and beer. 
That's which so is what good. I do when I'm in Texas. So. And then in the in and you also have a place where you can podcast out of there as well, right? Yeah, there's a whole Twitch streaming booth. Oh man, if you ever get down there, yes. we have to we have to stream there. We will. There's let's a, do it for. A, let's pair it up with the convention or something. Oh, are yeah. you gonna do? Is it is it anywhere near near El Paso comic El Paso Comic Con? Uh, you done that it's one a before? few hours from El Paso, okay, so uh, you know you have to take a quick drive, but. We'll uh, we'll have to get you to Houston, and um, yeah, there's a huge, there's a complete high-end Twitch streaming booth built wow. into the cafe. So yeah, we would yeah, it's you know well lit and great cameras, and it's it's ama- it's amazing what 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 uh what is back there. You would have a blast. That's awesome. All right, I know you're a busy man. And you've got a million things to do, but you're amazing. I love you. What are you working on now? Where can people find you and follow your adventures? Oh, well, first and foremost, thank you for asking me to be on this. Um, I shoot now. I got it. Now I have to get you back on one of my podcasts. I would love to be. <laughs> I would love to come on your podcast. I'm okay. I'm, that's a, that's that. a deal. deal. Um, but right now, I'm just trying to get everybody to live stream and podcast. Um, with everybody, you know, we, we can't really go anywhere right now. So if you've been thinking about, it, it's like, hey, you know, I've been thinking about starting a podcast, or you know, maybe I want to live stream, like you know, like we are right now. I can, we can show you how to do it. So we built a whole studio. Like you don't have to come down to the studio. I can teach you how to do it, like we are now virtually. And uh, our our business and our website is called A Shared Universe. So asharedUniverse.com, at A Shared Universe across all social media platforms. And um, yeah, I'm telling you, if you if you ever wanted to start a podcast and you wanted a cool guest on there, now's the time to book that guest because they're not working right now or, you know, or they're maybe working very limited. They're really not supposed to be leaving the house. And a lot of them are a lot of people are just starved to talk to anybody else. So um, and that includes me. If you want me on your podcast, I, you know, absolutely. I will come on for yes. sure because I love this. So and then if you want to reach me individually, my, you know, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook is at Mingchen37, M-I-N-G-C-H-E-N 37. Um, I'm very active. You know, we're both very active on social media. So um, mm. you're, and, you're, you're nonstop. I, I, you're amazing. I'm like, I, you're unbelievable. I've, I seriously, because it took me a second to, to catch up to you because I couldn't, you're so quick. I'm literally like Instagram, <laughs> Facebook, Twitter. He's everywhere. Like me. That's funny because I feel like I'm always just trying to keep up with you. So In my high especially heels. at conventions. <laughs> hey, if you had a superpower, what would it be? Uh, it'd probably be, um, you know how we travel almost every weekend, right? Uh, it would probably be teleportation. Imagine Gigi never having to go through TSA again. Ooh. Never having to go through a metal detector. Never having to deal with a delayed flight. Never having yeah. to deal with a canceled flight. Yes. Uh, just never having to deal with, with you know, uh, you know, six, 16 hour flights, six hour flights, two hour flights where we could be like, eh, hey, let's, there's a con in Hawaii. Let's go. Boom. Yes. Let's Imagine do that. that. How that's, great would that be? That's amazing. Yeah. You're amazing. I love you. We love you. The chat room's giving you lots and lots of Thank you, and everybody and who's here. Thank you for tuning in. I, I really appreciate you guys taking the time on a Thursday night or Thursday morning and, um, I know there are people uh, from Germany and Europe tuning in right now, and um, I really appreciate it for sure. We love you, Ming. Thank you so much. Have a beautiful, have a beautiful you night. You too. Now, I, now you're stuck to that table, right? We can't see inside the shop. Um, the, somebody locked the door on me. So yeah, <laughs> I'll have to check my Instagram. I'll take you through a tour. Yes, we'd and, love you know, to do some IGTV and uh, maybe yes. yeah, for sure. Love you, or, beautiful. 
Yeah, I love you too. I can't wait to see you in person soon. All right. Stay safe and, and sending lots of good vibes your way. Yeah, all my love to you and your family and uh, and, and your little one for sure. So. Bye, Ming. <laughs> see you guys Bye. later. Stay safe, everybody. So check out his Instagram so you can see inside the awesome store. I've seen lots of pictures online and next time we're in town, we should check it out. Yes. All right. I'm going to give you, oh, just to let you know, guys, uh, we're doing the Zoom tomorrow night and we were going to do a double Discord, but I think that's just going to be too much. So maybe what we'll do is we'll do a Discord session on Tuesday. Okay. We'll do, and we'll see if we can get get Jake in there. So we'll, we're going to catch up our last Saturday on Tuesday, but we're going to do the normal dis, this normal Discord this Saturday for one hour. So it's a special treat for the subscribers. Uh, we all hang out in Discord. We have like a phone conversation for about an hour, and uh, on Friday at six fifteen we have uh, a little Zoom chat so I can meet your beautiful faces and we can have a debrief. And they, uh, a lot of the times on the Zoom meetings, we talk about a little bit more inside information about the music videos and what guests are coming on and off as well. So it's pretty cool. Uh, So I just put the link in the chat room there. Now, uh, next Thursday, thank you so much for subscribing. Bad is paid. Yes, thank you for your subscriptions, your donations, guys. You guys rock. It really is, is. This is a beautiful community that we've created ever since the world went upside down. And I'm doing my darndest to get all the guests that you guys want on here. Uh, speaking of which, next Thursday we have let me show you any guesses any guesses you got one clue and let's see here does anyone know uh, ha- give me some guesses who you think who you think from Jim Henson's creature shop challenge will be joining us Mira Savino not quite <laughs> Brian I see I see is it Brian is it Brian not yet but hopefully someday we have the absolutely ama- amazing Yvonne Escoto joining us next week i'll show you a cool pic of her working on the creature shop challenge she's so cool i was like can you please 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 come on and hang out with us please so that's going to be thursday at 5 p.m just so you know too guys next week we're going to be changing the time for uh uh, not the time for twitch but the day we're going to be doing uh uh, monday to friday at five o'clock Uh, Here is beautiful Yvonne here. There's Yvonne showing off her creature. She's so, so cool. So she's coming in on uh, Thursday. On Monday, we're going to have our community, our Twitch tribe, 
you guys all have to vote by Saturday who, what Twitch tribe member you would like to come on to Zoom. And we're going to talk about Farscape. We're going to talk about if they have a passion that they like, if you like to cook, if you do poetry, if you have a horse, if you like to sing, we can do some jam sessions together. It's an absolute open open forum. So by this Saturday, uh, guys, have a think within the chat room, whoever would like to come on on Monday and you can zoom in. And yes, poetry, you can do poetry, absolutely. Uh, you're welcome to do whatever talent you like and it's going to be lots and lots of fun. Can we bring Rigel on? Um, I don't know. That's We might have to make a sock puppet of Rigel for the moment. <laughs> but we'll put him on the list. Yay! Is the voting in Discord? We can just decide in the chat room here who we would like. So first of all, you've got to say whether you would like to come on. So if you're keen to come on, say, yes, guys, I would like to jump on. And then everyone can go, yay! So we'll bring you, bring you in on Monday. It's to make our beautiful community grow stronger and to share uh, common thoughts and feelings on life. And uh, yeah, so we can all grow a little closer. All right, so here's a little song for you. Do, do, do. Okay. If you're new to the channel, guys, press, press the follow button so you can be uh, filled in on uh, filled in on uh, when we go live all right here's a little song for you love you me da, 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 da. Get to share, love, love you, darling, if you don't. 
Johnny, thank you so much. A huge thank you to Ming. Let's look forward to Ivana Scotta for joining us on Thursday, Monday. Thank you, Lesbie. Thank you. 
um, let's all put our little little heart and souls into into celebrating life because we're all in this together and always always no matter what life throws at you no matter what craziness may come always choose love because that's the only way love you so very very much guys uh, tomorrow tech soto what episode of farscape are we doing my friend we're going to do our farscape commentary tomorrow it's going to be lots and lots of fun and then we'll hang out in zoom afterwards uh and i'm going to wrap up with uh, the little hashtag teaser and you can watch this awesome film on dust please share it if you dig it and like it because we want to get those hits up because we're going to make a movie or a nice series out of it as well different destinations season three episode five is what we'll be doing tomorrow love you guys have a good night bye Welcome to your new celebrity franchise. Open the door to the rest of your life. Four, three, two, one, ready, go. Oh, I'm gonna level over you. X, what is your status? If you want to be successful, love what you're doing. Submit. 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 Product flash. No, you are the best friends. You're bringing social media to the next level. Be famous. I wish I was you. The ultimate influencer. The ultimate celebrity. The ultimate you. You will have all the friends you've been dreaming of. Make their choices for them. You've opened the door to the rest of your life. Fame. Fame is just a heartbeat away.